and welcome to another episode of More Than Dice. I'm Gonzo. I'm John. And Kathy is not here today, and neither is Jim. They are both taking the day off, and it is just going to be John and I tonight, which is scary. I don't know how many times John's going to yell at me, throw things, rant. Sometimes I can't rein him in. So, Chet, I'm going to have to actually make sure that you keep an eye on John and make sure that he's drinking enough, but not so much that he goes ballistic. Captain Izzy, that's your job. Um, but let's go ahead and start with the business. We want to thank Turbo Dork <laughs> for being a sponsor of the podcast. Uh, they actually have a few more uh, paints they just released. Uh, so go ahead and check them out. And if uh, you're going to be at Warfare Weekends, they will be selling a bunch of new paints there and their paint line. So make sure you go check them out. Make sure you check out Muse on Minis. We do have a discount code for them. Um, and a link will appear, and you can find Muse on Minis. They will actually be at Warfare Weekend also, of all the cool places. Um, they are actually going to be getting their um, um, their podcast section back up again, um, but they are redesigning the entire thing from scratch, so it's just taking them a little bit longer. Uh, we want to thank Parabellum War Games uh, for an awesome rank-and-flank game with some really great miniatures. On the line, uh, they also are going to be there in part. Uh, they're going to be selling uh, stuff through one of the local game stores that's going to be at their game night. And they are also supplying miniatures for the paint and take and the uh, speed painting competition at Warfare Weekend. Which so, is awesome. Yeah, let people get the miniatures and play. And also the paint line will be uh, the two thin coats that you get to test out. Um, oh, midnight Heroes. Stuff. Good stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. We I, I tried to get this all hooked up. Yeah, um, <laughs> midnight well, professional heroes? and shit. What? Yeah, I know. <laughs> professional? Hell no. Uh, we want to thank midnight heroes. Um, also, Brian, we want to give a good shout out to that man. Um, he recently had two heart attacks at one time, um, and is back to um, not fighting form, but is doing doing good. And um, he is going to be at Warfare Weekend. I told him, "You better take it easy, or I'll whoop your ass." Um, but he'll be showing off his new miniatures and also his new game will be at Warfare Weekend. So we can see all that. And he's going to do some demos of it, which would be awesome. Yeah, that would be cool. Uh, it would be really cool. Um, so let's give our shout out because we actually have uh, some unique shout outs this week. Um, and it's unique because some of it are, um, some of it. It's from my past, and then some of it is, you know, of kind of recent. So, Angela Lansbury passed away. She was mm-hmm. 96, uh, I think, when I last saw. And, you know, of course, she's known more for... Murder, uh, she, wrote. Murder she Wrote. That's just... Than anything, yeah. Yeah, than anything, even though she's done numerous things. Yeah, a ton yeah. of things. Yeah, numerous, numerous. Voice a acting. Plet- a plethora. Yeah, a plethora of stuff. She was super, super unique person. Um, on her murder, she wrote that she would always constantly hire aged out actors and actresses, um, mm-hmm. and made sure that, uh, yeah, Xander bed knobs and broomsticks were <coughs> her favorite. Oh yeah, up. absolutely. That was oh, such a cool show at the time movie. She's going to be in the, uh, Knives Out sequel. Oh, is she? Yeah. It looks like it says her last, uh, her last, uh, uh, film, her last film. Okay, but I mean, I mean, she she much older lady, um, did very well, 
Uh, she was a nice person, so we give a shout out to her. And then um, one that kind of hits a little bit people a little bit deeper at home and the, some of the younger crowd, um, which was what was his name? I mean, I know him uh, as Hagrid? yes. I mean, I know him as Hagrid. That's how I remembered him. Um, but Robbie Coltrane, and that's kind of where I knew him best. Even though he's done a ton of other things. Yeah, he's also done other but his stuff's more, um, let's say, less likely that people in the U.S. have seen a bunch of his stuff aside from that. Correct. Uh, yeah, and uh, and Bond was his, his other one. I think he oh. was just known more yes. for uh, Hagrid because, I mean, it was such a, you know, a big franchise and it's fresher in everybody's mind. Mm-hmm. And he was such a great actor in that and such a staple in it uh i did notice that someone had posted at um the uh, when the announcement was made that people gathered around in the hogwarts in florida and like all had wands up for him and stuff and i was like that's pretty cool i mean there's if you look at his uh imdb there's a lot of things you like won't realize he was in yeah um he was in van helsing he actually apparently did i guess the the, the mr hyde which i'm like i don't see it <laughs> but they cgi'd the heck out of that so sure yeah Fair. I mean, he had done a ton of stuff, um, but it was, you know, both passed away. We give a good shout out to them. Uh, John, do you can you think of anybody else? Not top of my head, but it's it's been a heck of a couple of weeks. Yeah, it has been. Uh, it's been a couple of weeks. Um, what are you drinking tonight, by the way? Uh, well, I'm finishing off the last of my uh, Captain Morgan's Long Island iced tea. Oh my god! I don't need to mix it up. I just throw <laughs> it in, and throw it in, and go. Ice or no ice? Ice. Okay. Um, I actually have got to drink water tonight. Um, I'm having a little bit of a upset tummy, best way to put it. Um, something's not agreeing with me, and so I am uh, going to just drink some water tonight. Uh, make sure you tell us what you're drinking in the chat so we can kind of know because it'll be kind of interesting. But, guys, we appreciate you being here. We appreciate you coming in. Uh, whether you catch us live or on all of the streaming platforms we do, um, please take care of yourself. Watch after your neighbor. Watch after your friends. And uh, cheers. Cheers. Mm. <sighs> Hold on. Let me get a moment more. Hmm. That just hits the right spot. I feel hydrated. <laughs> wow. Does that work on yourself? No. Okay. Well, I was just wondering. <laughs> if so, are you teaching my te- need, need you to teach me your technique? <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. I'm going to go and switch over the camera and everything and get everything moved around so we can. Ah, camera. Um, I can go over here and do some painting because I'm actually very interested in trying to get some of this stuff done. Um, other than that, um, topic tonight is creating your own RPG, changing up an RPG, etc., etc. So, John, you're doing something very particular, which I didn't think would be a good system for what you're doing, but you're doing it. So tell me what you're doing. First off, I want to say I actually like where those are at right now. Where's what it? The blue gray you've got on the Kador, I like that a lot. Uh, it's actually I tried to get it 
So what I did is it is a base color of uh, Adric Blue, which is kind of an aquamarine blue. Um, and I airbrushed it on. And then I took um, Intense Green and washed it. So it would get in, you know, all the creases. And it changed it like a jade color. And then I dry brushed it heavy with a Caribbean Blue, which is a very, very light, light aqua. And then this Toxic Mist from Army Painter. And uh, hit it on like the edges and the sides to make it pop even more. So, um, I mean, it's part of the oh, jack. Sorry. So, Adriatic Blue is the color you're using. Gotcha. Adriatic. What did I say? <laughs> Adriatic. I'm like, Adratic. what the fuck is that? <laughs> so, I saw I mean, the label combined. I'm like, that's too many letters for what he said. Um, Let me take a look. So. This is where I'm going with it. Um, kind of the paint pattern I'm going. Um, I haven't painted the other arms or the heads, just what I'm going to be using because we got a lot of demos coming up pretty soon. Um, excuse me. Sorry. And so it's going to be, I've got to paint the metallic parts. Like, of course, Yeah. the insider here going to be metallic here. The what fish. are you going to do? Uh, what, what metallic? I don't know. I'm thinking about doing like a really bright, bright silver and then like a light wash in it just to kind of I tone it down a little bit. Would actually counter that a non-silver would be better because you're very bright anyway. Bright, but not ostentatious. So what's a little flashy catch the eye? And I think silver would not be the right color for that. And I was actually going to say that I think how the black looks after highlighting or whatever you do with it is really going to make or break it. Yeah. Right now. Cause it's such a flat black. Yeah. Um, once it seals, it kind of mutes it down a little bit and, you know, it doesn't get that flat black look. Um, I think maybe dark gray with black wash or something ever would be probably end up being a better call, but we'll see what it ends up like. Yeah. Um, so I have this, let's see, here we go. Let's just do a quick test. Cause we can always paint it over. Well, it's like, it's like we stick to any topic in a great amount of time, right? And stay on and stay on topic. Well, I'm trying to figure out why you think didn't think that the system I chose is going to work for the game I'm playing. So I, I'm buying time to talk about that. <laughs> so hold on, I got this a little bit of. I got to open it up. Where'd it go? What are you using? Do what? Which color do you have in your hand? Is it black this... metal or heavy metal? Black metal. Okay. Uh, it's not going to work. You think it's still still too bright? Blue tint. Okay, so let me let me. It's a good, good color, good color, but blue tint. It's gonna it's gonna look a little off, I think. Okay, it's a good base. You end up going silver because it gives a little depth to it. But uh, I think, like honestly, Legion and I were talking earlier about some of the uh, like red, copper, you know, colors, and I think that might be better for you. But I don't know. Uh, I'm gonna try this just to see. Yeah, no, absolutely. Let me try. So you got to give it a shot. Um, here, since I know this has a black on it, let's just, and of course, it's going to be washed so we can see the recesses and everything. But so no, the reason why I was wondering about, cause what game are you actually making? Uh, well, I mean, that's a secret. You still don't know? No, 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 you still don't know, I know. Oh, 
I thought you were. I thought you had told me at one point what you were going to be creating or what the world was going to be. Because wasn't it? We gave I mean, we're ideas of it. We're playing sci-fi and all. Yes, you, you yeah. threw some ideas. I'll talk about that in a bit. Um, but I I don't know why you don't think Mechton Zeta is going to work for a sci-fi game because the anime sci-fi kind of is what it fucking does. <laughs> now, granted. Uh, old and you may not know what it is because apparently this book i've had for a very very long time is the most recent basic book which really just means that it's a no longer supported game but you can get all the stuff uh through drive through rpg if you want a uh pdf copy uh, you can find some copies on ebay if you want i don't know if you can find physical copies anywhere else but hey i have no clue well i mean so and whenever I looked at Mechton, I thought it was very much a crunchy system. It has been well, a while since I have looked at Mechton, so I can't, you know. It and, is, but it's not crunchy like you think. Okay. The building of Mecha and stuff is crunchy. The rules are actually very streamlined. They're the same rules Cyberpunk uses, for those of you who know. It's the same sort of D10 system that Cyberpunk uses. Which is, I'm going to give us brief. I mean, it's, it's a D10 plus your scale and attribute equals a total. 1D10, I'm guessing, not like... Yeah, 1D10, one one D10, yeah. That's what I was kind of curious about, the one or multiples. Yeah. Like, and so, I mean, we, we did a lot of talking before the game. And actually, so let's start... You want to do that. You want to talk with your PCs, your players, who, what are going to happen, what you want from a game. And you can end up with notes. You should take notes. So we took notes. I've got a page of notes here of what we talked about together. And then after that, I went and I made a, you know, it's got stuff like, since we're doing sci-fi, you know, we're talking about what the main sort of gimmick will be, if you will what the style is, um, what what other hooks might be in there, uh, how gritty the game may be. That's important. Oh, yeah. like, that's stuff that, you know, maybe the old grognards don't talk about so much, but it's important to know. Because if you're going to play a gritty game where people are going to die, you don't want people giving you seven pages of character backstory. No. Not that my players are going to do that, but it's Rainy good to do that. Know. He's not going to do that. Should. Uh, I, I mean, do you want me to be candid? <laughs> to be candid, I'm happy he has responded as much as he has so far. He's a go-with-the-flow kind of guy. John tells him what's going on. He'll make a character for it and go. <laughs> I'm giving him lots of choices. Uh, and then continuity, because that's important, too. People forget that. Like, how much continuity in a game is going to be important. It manages your expectations, you know. You know, if there's a lot of continuity, then you want to think about that kind of stuff. If there's not, then, you know, episodic, episodic, you can you can think in more of a Voltron type of idea. Yeah, see, Banyan says, he's going to point at someone and go, that's my guy. And that's when we're going to point at a, uh, at a nomad tag and go, that's my mech. Oh, you're not going to get away with that this time, Banyan. Oh, no, wait till Saturday. You're not getting away with that. I got questions, son. I got questions for my questions. But yeah, so you want to get that out of the way so you can all know what you're looking for. Now, sometimes the GM will come with the idea of we're playing Axe. 
then that's fine as well. There's nothing wrong with that. I don't think there is. But if your players now are not sure what you want to do, you need to be asking questions and coming up with it. So once we had that those questions down, decided what kind of game we're doing. And I'll explain all this in the session zero that we'll be recording this Saturday coming up. Oh, you're already ready. No, but I kind of got to be, don't I? Well, yeah. Much like this podcast, fuck it, we'll do it live. <laughs> um, so we'll enter a lot of that there. Uh, but once we had that, I took every game system I know that might possibly work for that within reason. And I spent, I don't know, a long time looking through the game systems and analyzing if what it wants is going to work. We wanted someone vehicle heavy, you know, which is sort of why we ended up Mekton. So I had to look. Like, literally, I've got a list up here earlier of the game systems that may or may not work for it. So I went through and I'm like, does this work? Maybe, maybe, no, no, yes, no. Kind of works. So we go through that and ended up with the dual choice of either Mekton Zeta, uh, Hero System, which is sort of our go-to for anything, let's just be honest. Uh, and while it works for everything, it's not necessarily the best for everything. And then the other one was the old West End Games D6 Star Wars system. Uh, and then I put it out there. I found copies or bought copies for my players to peruse and let them choose what game system they wanted to play. Because they can look through then, get an idea for how deadly it is. Because I'll be honest, I haven't run Mechton in... A Mechton years? I'll say 20 years. It was not this century. How about that? Um, and West End Games, D6, Star Wars, I haven't run in longer. But, but so they can look in, so I don't have to go through and remember all that, and I can start working on world stuff. Which I also have in the same book. I just got pages, I'll start writing down notes. And that's what you're going to do. Once you decide, you, you can start doing the basic world stuff while you're deciding the system. But as soon as you start getting into that point where you're like, well, if it's this system, it's system, it's going to be this. If it's this system, it's going to be that. And... You have to really start pressing your players to make a choice, or you make a choice for them, one of the two. Like, you might start coming through stuff and saying, like, uh, you know, sorry, guys, I think it's going to work better with this. We're just going to play this game. You know, nothing wrong with that. That actually is coming out better than I thought it was going to. I'm, I'm going to look at, after I wash it and then go with the decision. But I was gonna. I was like, "Oh, I'm on a roll. Let's just go ahead and get you're, the guitar piece." Yeah, <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna need some color on the models, but I don't think. I think if you get some other color somewhere, like GW style color, where fucking maybe you don't would like bolter casing color, that kind of thing, like the casing for the hammer, the, the axe up there, just something that's got to stand out. Yeah. Because otherwise, I mean, it's it'll look fine, but it won't look cool. It won't pop. I hate to use that phrase. Most people hate that phrase, but it won't pop as much. Yeah. You know, I did the same thing when I was painting some of my Battletech stuff. Anyways, um, so once you've got them or yourself to make a decision on the game system, you can just dive in because now you've got all the pieces. And it doesn't mean you're going to start working on stuff for stats immediately, but it means you can. You know, so you can start going, all right, cool. I know we're playing Mekton Zeta. 
I can now read this book in my free time, refamiliarize myself with the rules, and start getting down to the nitty gritty. Uh, you can have your background go directly into your rules at this point. So, question for you. Hmm? Why did you choose Mekton over D6 Star Wars? What really pushed it over the limit to go, okay, this? You will have to ask Banion, not Brushhead Dave, and Ricky is not a ferret for that. Okay. I was just kind of curious if it was something you were like, okay, just because of XYZ. Um, I was actually leaning towards D6 a little more because I like some of the, the features. Um, I like the wild die because it gives you more options. I like the scaling because it's a little easier to do. But on the opposite end, your all your equipment is hand wavy. You don't have a system. You don't have, you know, a complete Mekton Zeta Plus full of, let's say, two-thirds of this is probably just mech building rules. You don't have that in the other game. You just fucking make that shit up as you, you know, like, oh, cool, it's going to be these stats. And there's nothing wrong with that, but that might not be where your players want to go. Gotcha. So definitely going to be a mech-styled game. Yes. Um, but yeah, so that that's all that there. Once you've got the game system, like I said, you can start going further. Now, that's not to say you can't world-build to your heart's content without the game system, but it's harder because you want things to fit. So think about if you're making D&D races, their lore and history is going to relate to their stats somewhat. You know, you're going to make it up that, you know, elves are elves and orcs are orcs and dwarves are dwarves. And their stats sort of factor heavily into that because that's what they, you know, what they specialize in. Like, you're not going to take a race that has an intelligence penalty and make them do all this super smart science techie shit. That's not going to make any fucking sense. What? I mean, it's not. Sorry, not sorry. So, the next step, and this is... Now, all through this, when you get past the game system area, and you can ask for opinions on this, too. In fact, I suggested I asked Law Dog on, uh, on Twitter what his go-to for the kind of ideas we had was, and he, of course, set forward the Champions Hero Games uh, Hero System book for that kind of thing, which was not a surprise. And that was always an option. We just, I just didn't think it was going to work as well. I feel like Hero System works best for superheroes, and then it's kind of playing out of position the further from superheroes you get. If you guys understand that. And any game you have familiarity with, you, you can do that. Like, remember, we did the whole fantasy game. We started off in um, Genesis and then went to Feng Shui. Feng Shui is not even made for fantasy, for fuck's sake. But if you get system mastery of a game, you can make it work for what you want because just being familiar with how task resolution and all that's going to go is going to make a game easier. But from the ground up, if you're doing it, you're better off trying a game that's going to fit better. So why didn't you use MechWarrior as your mech game? Uh, so MechWarrior, first off, MechWarrior Destiny is the most recent one I have, and it is less about mechs, and also the mechs and the Battletech universe are bigger. 
So we're not necessarily looking at full-scale mechs. We're not necessarily looking at Gundams. Okay. Just curious. So, yeah, no. I, I did look at it, but I discounted it as, again, also, everything was going to be hand-wavy. And now you have a system I'm not super familiar with because it's reasonably new. That's not great for the style we're playing. And, you know... So, uh, Xander, I've never seen Escaflone. Uh, I had a bad experience. As in someone <laughs> gave me a really bad review and I decided never to watch it. Uh, I don't want to give away much, but let's just say more... Uh, more Robotech Cyclone size, you know, Power Armor, Power Armor Plus, that kind of thing. Oh, okay. Not huge. Uh, Mechton actually has scales for that stuff. You don't need to dip out, Bane. It's not you fucking know what the scale is if you were paying attention. It's that been in be there first. Oh, Pat Lumber. Um, smaller than Pat Lumber, but uh, but closer. You know. It's definitely more of a power armor plus size. Um, maybe a land mate from apple seed sort of size if you want to go with that. If we're going really far into manga and shit and anime for you guys. BBC. No, he means BGC as in bubblegum crisis. But I appreciate that Xander Vorlord is naming things as old as bubblegum crisis. It makes me happy. But anyway, so we decided on this... Um, and then at that point where you get your system, you can start making your world and not have to worry about tweaking things. You know, I had a lot of early notes that said, if we're playing this system, it'll be this. If this system, it'll be that. I don't do that anymore. I can just go, <laughs> fair enough. I can just go uh, in and make it all at the same time. And I have started. Uh, you'll, like I said, you'll want to ask opinions on stuff if you can. If you know people, you trust people, random people who know games like Twitter, Facebook, podcasts, fast streams, you can ask them questions. Um, but you want to get some opinions in there. For example, as I started working on more stuff, I put a uh, question on my Facebook about ideas for you know, sci-fi races and stuff. And I got some good stuff. And I got some stuff like, how about a race of sentient rabbits that are stuck in the samurai age? <laughs> I thought that was really good. I mean, the cliche police would like to talk to you. It didn't... I didn't say it was a cliche. I'm just saying, hey. Now... To be fair, you take all that stuff, you keep track of it, and while something like humanoid rabbits that are, uh, um, oh, no, no, Banyan, I'm not playing the game. Humanoid rabbits that are stuck in the samurai age or that samurai honor thing may not be something you're going to go with. Maybe part of it speaks to you. Maybe then you make a race that is honor above all else like not not like klingons who say they're about honor and then do fucking all sorts of stupid bullshit like a race where honor is all they are and then you go with that and see where it goes maybe they were just certain members are so powerful they had to have the code of honor so they didn't destroy themselves you know just start throwing ideas out like that 
That's where yours ended up, Gonzo, by the way. What? As a race that is honor above all else. Gotcha. Because uh, they were so violent slash powerful that they were going to kill themselves and honor saved them from the brink. I just, uh, when, I, when I'd made that suggestion, I'd recently uh, saw something what? about Yusagi Yojimbo. And the... Hold on, here's my shock face. Big surprise. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and um, it reminded me of... Space Usagi? Yeah. Weird. Well, I'm there. I understand. Yeah. But I, I had seen that recently, and I was like, oh, let me give John that, because then he can just go with that. <laughs> All right. So, for everyone in the chat... Uh, what Banyan said when he says, I love it, bring him back, John, is talking about one of my Legend of the Five Rings character who was a, uh, a Ronin, but ended up through the course of our adventures becoming the, a member of the, one of the minor clans, the hare or rabbit clan. And he ended up becoming their champion because, uh, he did impressive things. And then the second one where he says, bipedal wolves who love wrestling. Banyan, this is why I don't ask you for ideas on this stuff. That is also a callback to what we were talking about earlier, though. So, ask opinions from people. Some you'll give you stuff. Like, I got a bunch of interesting ideas there. I'm not going to share them all. There's my Facebook friend. It was interesting. Because you're amazing. Predictable? Amazingly predictable. Um, and then start working out if you can. Like, Creekins had a really good idea. I'm not going to... Sp- Spoil it for Banyan uh, about a race, and that's one of the few ones that made it on as is. And then I just chatted with her this week and got some ideas of, you know, where we could go with that race. You know, she was thought it was cool that I chose her race, was interested in the way I evolved it, sort of. Because you want to take it and you want to add it to stuff, and you can, there are going to be cliches. Cliches are going to come through. Just try to avoid too many or the worst ones. Xander Void says he takes from shows I've seen. Absolutely. Steal from fucking everything. Oh, yeah. You are Wait. not gonna, You are not making the next new printed campaign world. No. Like, don't worry about that. The um, So the, the one that I'm doing, I'm stealing it. It's a, it's a combination of Dragonlance, Cthulhu, Earthdawn. You know, it's, it's a steal from everything. Yeah. Those, those first three are pretty odd to mash together, though. I'm just saying. Oh, yeah. It's going to be fun. So steal from everything, and then just start working it out. You know, I've got uh, five alien races and a couple human variants all set, because it's sci-fi. We know about where our technological level is. We got some of that through our discussions, and others I'm just deciding. Sentient crystal beings that can restructure new forms. See, that's great ideas. See, Xander, with those ideas, you should be making your own sci-fi game with that. Uh, we decided early on we're doing sort of uh, Star Trek or Star Trek minus level where there's only a handful of alien races. So I got five filled. I am going to steal your ideas for later, though. Um, but yeah, do that. You know, I take notes. I've got a whole Google document of the notes people sent, you know, people will say stuff, you know, and I have ideas and stuff. So where we go. Where we took it. Stealing ideas. Bug people with bug armor, with living armor. 
I feel like I've seen that somewhere, but I don't remember it off the top of my head, so perfect. Copy. So you do want to save all that stuff because you never know we might need it. I still have eight alien enemies to uh, make up. But yeah, don't don't be hesitant to steal them from wherever. People offer up ideas and all sorts of stuff all the time. Um, use that stuff. It's good. It's not like you're going to be making money off of it, so... We'll see. Uh, yeah, use them volume a little bit, baby Banyan. So, Senator, that's where you get other people to help you. You don't flesh it out. Like, for example, like I said, when Creekins came with her idea and I decided to use hers pretty much as she said it, I messaged her on Facebook and said, hey, I decided to use your race. You know, here's what I've got with it. And she threw some ideas and we tweaked some stuff. Now, none of my PCs are going to be anything other than human. I know this now. You know. There's no werewolves for Banyan to be, so he's probably going to be a human. He even said he already, wanted to, already had sort of an idea. <clears throat> Spencer rarely plays a weird race unless it's a gnome. And then uh, Dave, I think Dave was pretty certain he's going to be a human anyways, because he was sort of the main proponent for the um, sort of Star Trek-ish style of races where there's only a handful that you see. Because like old Star Trek, you only saw a handful of races. Sure, there were others out there, but you really only saw... Humans, Vulcans, Klingons, Romulans, obviously Vulcans without logic. <laughs> so a handful of races. So we chose, I chose five as an arbitrary number. It's an easy number. I can work five in. And then I had to hit a couple human variants because, I mean, it's sci-fi. So you want to have, um, or you decide you don't, but you want to have maybe have heavy worlders and low gravity worlders because they could have different. It's good for people to be human and still get some cool racial benefits and all that. Because people love that kind of thing. So you've got to go through all that and then start going. So having all that, now I'm working my alien race into the world as a whole. I have a basic idea for the world. And you want to be coming up with that before you get too far because you got to figure out based on um, based on what you've come up with, what the premise is. That should be part of the elevator pitch. Like, for example, Gonzo elevator pitch is something I would never, ever play. No, no, no offense. <laughs> Cthulhu plus Dragonlance with Earth on. I'm like, uh, I like one of those things. I'm ambivalent to the second and the third one. I'm generally right out on. You guys can guess which is which. It shouldn't actually be hard. So you know, but that elevator pitch should be in there. We had our elevator pitch. I'm not so I'm not gonna share. I don't want to ruin the surprise of a of a session zero we're doing. But. After you get all that, you can start just world building. And there's a lot of parts of world. There's a lot of traps in world building. Gonzo could tell you, I'm certain. A lot of traps. Biggest trap? Lots of history. You oh, don't need yeah. lots of history. You just need pertinent history. The rest can come about as it goes, because your players might give you ideas. Nothing makes a player feel better than when they have an idea and you're like, yep, that's how it is. Because that makes them feel like they understand the world and they have now contributed because they understand the world. You know, so you want that. You know, not just because you're the players, but because it gets them involved, it keeps them involved and interesting. And interested, you know? You can throw some ideas out. I, with my fantasy game, I build and build and build. And they don't have to add on. It's okay if they don't. But... You can build little stuff because, honestly, the history doesn't matter until it's pertinent to the game. 
At that point, you can tweak whatever was in your head or maybe minor notes. Like having minor notes for everything is fine. But don't flesh it out. Don't have like the Uber timeline. Uh, I bought one of the older uh, Mekton 2 books, which is prior to Mekton Zeta, uh, called Mekton Empire that has a bunch of spacefaring stuff. And even then, they have a, just a vague timeline of what's happened. This, you know, big events. These are what happened. And you can decide what happened otherwise. And it's better that way because you can make it fit what's going on. You can make things seem interconnected. And yes, if you're hardcore in realism, sometimes having everything connected so that your players are involved and stuff just is weird. But it makes them happy, so who cares, right? Uh, as you get, happy? what's that? Yeah, I know, right? And as you get your, as you get your ideas, you're gonna start tweaking. You know, no, you know, you're at this point, you're just like a writer. And one of the big things to say to writers is, kill your darlings. Just because you love something doesn't mean you don't need to just get rid of it. It doesn't fit. Take a note, put it somewhere where you put your notes. Maybe it'll be useful another <clears throat> campaign or idea later. But don't. Don't hesitate to get rid of something if it's not working. You know, if you have an idea for a race or something that just doesn't fit, get it out of there. You know, you don't, because you don't want to feel like it's forced. You don't want to have like the cool, the thing you think is super cool if it's just not fitting in the game anymore. Any other questions, Gonzo? I mean, that's sort of where I'm at. I'm like I said, I've got well, you know, what was interesting stuff. was the history thing, mm -hmm. um, because on mine I gave here's the core history, and then I made notes like around the world of where certain things are at, and I've got a map, but I mean, I'm like this area. I know what this area is for. Do I know the full 100% start to finish details oh. of that one area? Hell no. Do I know the core concept of what that area is going to be? Yes. That's all you need. You don't, in fact, you don't want to go too far because that just sort of hems you in. So if your players, so players will table talk and they'll throw you all sorts of cool ideas. You know, there's a joke thing of, you know, I think it's, I forget where it's from, but like, uh, you know, players Ooh. talking back and forth about your, about how cool all your stuff fits together and the GM sort of wide-eyed, like, I didn't intend any of this fit together, but hell, it fits together now. Yep. Like, that's another thing. Use their ideas like that, like I said, because it makes them feel like they figured something out. Like, ah, I knew what John was doing with that. You're like, good, because I didn't. Yeah. I mean, sometimes it's the cliche, but if the cliche works... Who cares? Uh, Fania, that's a stupid question. Of course you can ask questions in Session Zero to increase your knowledge. But Session Zero is not necessarily about that. It's about the broad strokes. You know? You see, you know, recent history and how it affects what you're going to be doing. You know, it's like if you look at, say, The Expanse, go by the TV series. You didn't learn how the main propulsion unit of this universe worked until, like, season two in a flashback. Was it season two, season three, something like that? Do you know why? It didn't fucking matter because it just worked. That's why series like that tend to have flashback episodes explaining world stuff later in the series because it doesn't matter early on. You know? 
Who cares how it happened? Yeah, and you don't have to. And this goes to any show. You don't have to explain every single oh. minute detail of a show of, well, how did they know to go here? Or how did they know to do this? Or how did or, they know? I'm like, who cares? Maybe they've done it for 50 billion years, and that's just how they're living their life now. My favorite example is actually Star Wars. Because many of us listening to this, you know, we're Star Wars fans way back when it was just the original trilogy. And man, the Clone Wars sounded really cool. You got this great idea. You didn't need any details. The Clone Wars, that's really cool. Then the Clone Wars happened, and I'm like, hmm, that's less cool than I imagined. Is it fair? No, probably not. But, you know, they put an idea out there, and now they give it form, and it may not match what you want. That's not so what I, I thought the Clone Wars was going to be once yeah, I saw it. I really thought the clones were the bad guys. I mean, the bad guys the whole time, not just at the end. <laughs> yeah, I. whenever I watched the Clone Wars, I was like, this is not how I thought the Clone Wars were going to be whenever I was a kid, and I thought, ooh, these Clone Wars. Nope, not not what I was expecting at all. Uh, Mania says, yeah, my brain works like why, how, and latch on to that stuff. MST3K man- Mantra. It's just a movie. Sit back and relax. Don't don't worry about the details. Like, it doesn't fucking matter. You know, you, you can get fixated, and I occasionally get that way, and I have to, to push through it. Like, how does interstellar travel work? Well, you can explain it if you want, but really, it just fucking works. Who cares? All you need to know about is which of the various forms are you using. Are you using a warp drive? Are you using a jump gate? Or using a jump drive. So are you doing yourself a Star Trek, a Babylon 5, or are you doing a, a Star Wars? Hopefully. There's others, but most of the others are just parts of the other ones. Maybe you're doing a Robotech, you're doing a fold space. But that's basically like hyperspace, just with different details. Hopefully you're not doing a fold space like what was that one where they went through hell. <laughs> hell, uh, that's uh, Event Horizon. Yeah. <laughs> Event Horizon! Hopefully See, you're not doing Event Horizon now, I got that, space. <laughs> now I'm thinking of that song that they made for Event Horizon. Look it up on YouTube. Trust me, it's quality. Chef's Kiss. <laughs> Beto says, no, John, no. So you just need, it's like basics. It's like technology. All you need to know is what level of technology you are. It doesn't matter if things are higher or lower than people expect or why. You know, we had that part of the discussion in our game. One of the things... Spoiler, not like a big spoiler, not going to affect anything, is I think uh, Nabrashed Dave said he wants energy weapons to be bigger weapons, mostly spaceships and like tanks and shit. The power packs are too big for man portable. I'm like, okay, cool. Boom. That's a rule in the game now. So no handheld. Well, no handheld. Yeah. But in that we did it did come up with one of the races is actually better with energy weapons and such than the humans. And it's the plant people because they designed them all so they could keep doing photosynthesis while they're out space traveling and shit. And then it just, I mean, obviously you're making it so you get your, your rays and all that. And then it levels up into fucking, you know, sunlight beams and laser beams and shit. All right, so I'm going to wash this. What do you think? Just a simple oil wash it? Or do you think an aggress or shade? Uh, 
You're not going to watch the whole thing, right? No, no, I'm talking about the metal part. Sorry. Uh, metal parts, yeah. I mean, you'd want you'd want uh, you'd want a black wash, armor wash. You got it. Um, also, I don't know if you've got a gray wash, but you probably want a gray wash on the Kator symbol to keep the definition for yeah. where the uh, bars it. Yeah, yeah, I noticed that too. I was like, oh, well, I'm gonna have to put a little bit of wash inside of there. Uh. You, you you won't be Banian. I know you. What is he complaining about now? He said uh, Man Beast Aliens. And he's in. And he will not be interested in the Actids, who are the plant race. Because not going to be his thing. Well, I realize... First off, Banyan, you can't be a war veteran with cybernetics if you're a plant beast. Spoiler, you fucking regenerate the limb. Um. So yeah, so there's a lot of things you go on, and but my biggest thing is write all your shit down. Have a notebook. A small notebook is fine. I have these from one of my clients at work. They had extras, so I use them for everything. Write notes, keep it in the same space. Once in a while, you're going to have to upgrade to a notebook. Like, I'll use this for a bit. They'll take it and get a larger notebook. I actually prefer the spiral brown at the top version, so you can more easily use both sides of the page. You know, something like uh, this, just large, which I have one over here, I think. The side-bound ones aren't as good to me just because it's harder to use the second page. It's easier to flip it over, but that's me. You do you. Maybe just use your computer. That's fine. If you're using a tablet all the time, take notes on a tablet. But just make sure you've got a backup of those. And make sure you just got notes. Because yeah. you're going to have stuff together. You're going to have ideas. And you're going to want to make sure you have those. That's why I've got page upon page. And I rewrite them occasionally, you know. Here's the basics on the races and all that. And then a couple pages later, when I decided to spend the time on it, I made an actual two-page thing for races. So boom, races and races. So, I mean, you know, notes, important. Write down stuff. Like, you may laugh at it. It's more easily to remember and understand things by writing it down because you're, you're committing it more to memory at that point. You know, write down ideas. Do fucking flow charts. Like, you may laugh. That shit works. There's a reason we've used it for years. Because you'll have ideas like, okay, this, 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 that's why this all happened. Okay, cool. Draw simple maps and stuff. Like, I got a simple map of the, you know, it's like, you know, drawing a map of a space, just of a, you know, a, of your whole space campaign isn't important because it's just going to be a fucking cloud. Because that's how worlds are developed and all. Unless you've got some reason for it not to be. Maybe you decided to go sort of Babylon 5 jump gate-ish that were left by ancients and... We don't know, you know, they don't know how they work. They just do. And now suddenly you've only got certain systems that are connected. You know, there's lots of things you can do about that. But you don't need to go deep. You don't like, maybe it doesn't matter who the, the, the aliens were who made them originally. Maybe you just want, that's your fucking way of saying, that's how you travel space. There's no other worlds easily accessible. Fuck off. I mean, Works. you could do that as a, you know, a campaign idea. Maybe it's, that's, you know, you could... It's a plot point, you know? Yeah. It's, it's an important note there. Like, okay, cool. We're only limited to limited systems, which changes the way everything happens in there. You know? 
you're not going to have deep like deep space combat in most uh in some sci-fi doesn't happen because it doesn't make sense like you don't have deep space star wars combat you know why there's no reason to fight you can just fucking leave Babylon 5. You occasionally do, but that's only until their jump drives, like, recharge and they fucking jump out and there's no reason to fight there. Star Trek is one of the few that does have those deep space fights because you catch someone there, they may not be able to escape because you're limited to actual speed through real space. But think about the basic stuff. It may not matter. Like, if you're doing, like, we're doing not a spaceship-scale campaign, so most of that stuff's not going to fucking matter. I'm not going to make stats for spaceships. You don't need that kind of... You'll you'll wing it. I will fucking wing it, yes. Now, I might make stats for their ship, just so we know how tough it is and all that kind of thing. In fact, I've already made some. I'm not going to share any because they're funny, but... But you can just... Make sure you've got all that notes and everything. Notes, 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 notes. You know, you can say you've committed to memory, but after one bad day of work, you never know what you're going to forget. So take your notes when you can. Write all this stuff down. And just get the important stuff out of the way. Like, I've got the races out of the way. I've got the basics of the universe out of the way. Uh, the PCs are going to answer a lot of the other questions because, fucking, they got to do some work here, too. You know, I've got technology out of the way. Now I just get ideas from them and then I just build some tech for them and then we can go. You don't need all the tech initially. You just need tech for whatever they're facing. You know, you, you don't have to have And you don't even explain the tech either. Yeah, you, you're making a, you're not making a source book. You are literally just doing a game. You don't need to have all the answers. You just need to have the answers that are necessary at the time. And keep your notepads with you when you're when you're running the game because they're going to come up with questions and you're going to have to come up with answers. Those answers are going to become canon. So you need to write them down. You know, don't try to anticipate what they're going to ask. Just fucking have an idea of what makes sense for the, for the game and then wing it when they answer it. Like, okay, cool, there's the answer. Are there uh, rivets on the other shoulder pad? On the black? On the other one? Yeah, on the other side. Yes, I just haven't touched it yet. Okay. I was asking because you hadn't touched it yet. Well, I didn't know if I wanted because I tried using the black or the the dark metal on the black, and of course it didn't show up our shit. So I was like, uh, let's just do. So yeah, well, well, I don't think that looks bad. It definitely doesn't stand out at all. And in fact, you may even want to go higher on. You might want to do a higher highlight on some of the stuff because like. Like, on the smaller stuff, doesn't matter as much, but, like, on the axe blade, it being so dark, I mean, it might as well be black. Oh, yeah, no, it's got, it's actually got a pretty good metal sheen to it compared to what the camera's showing. Yeah, you might want to take, like, a... Uh, I'm going to probably dry brush it up a little bit uh, after uh, it's dried just, and everything. Just paint the edge. Just paint oh, the yeah, edge and put a watch on the edge. Just do, like, the edge with, uh, just the, the, like the actual edge part with, like, the next level up heavy metal or something. Yeah. I was going. I was going to do that, but I wanted to. I wanted to see it, and it goes like, mm, "That's a little. It, it's a cool looking gray, but it's not, you know, what I'm looking for." Yeah. Again, you just need to figure out what color you're going to use to to pop. Well, there are quite a few. Um, I'm going to get 
the flame inside the little vents and stuff done. I want to see after I get that. I want to see that's, what I want to go with. That's going to be interesting, but it's not going to make it pop. No, but I want to. I, I'm going to get that into it. I'm going to go. Mm, okay, now I need to add this color. Type thing. And just see how that goes. Really, as much as I hate to say it, I think the black is holding you back. I think a dark gray and then maybe a black wash over it would would do you so much better. Though obviously having the uh, the rivets helps a little bit, but they're not everywhere. No, I'm gonna have to. And I say that because I did it with my archer recently. The black was not working, so I painted everything a dark gray into that, and I'm gonna wash it. And I think that's gonna make the difference. Unless you want to edge highlight all that, and I wouldn't suggest it. Yeah, you know, is what it is. So anyway, in chat, got any other questions? And this is just sort of free-form thoughts uh, based on, you know, what I've been doing for the past several weeks and all that, you know. It's not my first rodeo with this. I have many, many, uh, a couple different notebooks with notes for my fantasy campaign stuff. And then you just want to occasionally write it together. Like next time I do a fantasy campaign in that world, I'll just grab all the notes and write it together, what needs to be written together. A lot of it's just vague notes like what the old what the old ages were like so you can know what came before you don't need huge timelines in fact the only timeline you should have is maybe of what your players are doing and then what maybe related things are happening at the same time while you're gaming you don't need it for background sorry allergies are kicking up uh-huh I mean, overall, I do like the idea of what you're what you're painting. I just also think you might want to get a real dark blue gray and put it in the uh, the cracks, especially up on the top of the carapace. That's where it's most noted. Yeah, I'm gonna have to go and wash a little bit in the creases. And, and actually, that pop it. If you get us, if you get another color in that collar above the head before the main carapace. That should be a different color. It would definitely pop at that point. Yeah, I thought about because you're talking about this piece right here. I'm waiting for your camera to catch up. Yes, exactly. Yeah, I thought that too. I was like, I, mm. black would be too much, I think, because of the uh, all the black that's already the, there. The black that's already there, but I think like whatever your color is going to be, that needs to be it. But you know, it might end up working like it is. It's just maybe. Uh, Maybe a good uh, shade in the crevices there would help a lot, but yeah, because see, see, what's funny is like this uh, intense ink, this intense ink green. It really was really cool when I used it. I was like, that was so cool. But it's not a wash per se, so you have to well, be kind of careful. Yeah, yeah, I mean, so I mean, it doesn't stick to where you you know in the cracks and crevices and everything. So it's kind of um, a tiny, tiny bit of dish soap would do that in there um actually funny thing is i look at that paint scheme i'm like that paint scheme would look good on a space marine <laughs> it would not gonna lie probably look good in a battle mech too
like honestly, I'm looking at look at what you're doing, and rather than even using that that again, I think a there's a Games Workshop color called Dark Reaper. Dark Reaper watered down to almost inconsistency, just so you can get in the crevices, would do a bit of work in those crevices. But that's through the camera. It might not be perfect. Yeah, he, he knows that thing, and he's going to do some sort of highlight for the black at some point. It's just too flat. Yeah, well, what I'm going to do is I'm going to, since it's so flat, I'm going to seal it real quick with a, a, a light seal on it, and then go back and highlight it, because... It changes color once it's been sealed, which is really weird. Let me let me also, if you will allow me to counter, perhaps you seal it with a gloss so it looks shiny black. Could be too. I have some paint on black. Just I saying, paint, might, I, have that, paint, I have some paint on. Uh, ooh, that just might make it pop. Yep. It give might give you the pop you need. Give me a second. I'm going to get this real quick. Because I can always dull it down. I can always yeah, yeah. shine it up too. Give me one second. I'm gonna before I forget and I see this. Okay, hold on. I do have. I know I do have some gloss. Are you using gold on? Are you using gold for the rivets on the black? No, it's a bronze. Okay. Well, I mean, yeah. You'd use it somewhere else then too, just to make it fit in. Yeah. Um, Maybe some of the pipes and all. Yeah, I was gonna do it like on some of the pipes, like the fittings on the pipe or the the strap. Yeah, yeah, just just needs to be somewhere else so it actually uh, adds some, more to yeah. it. Um, where is it? That's airbrush thinner. That's not what I'm looking for. I just had some just recently because I used it on the what you call it the the what I mean, I'd love a what you call it right now. I used it on the oh, there it is, gloss varnish. I used it on the uh, Infinity Gauntlet on the stones. So let's do it like right here. You bought Halloween candy. Why don't I have Halloween candy? I would say put on those two front ones uh, in the center there. Yeah, just to see, because those are the big ones, I think, that are going to help you see what it's going to look like overall. Yeah, I wanted to get one on the back just so I could have it in the process. Because, I mean, it can always... You don't need to do too much. It's just an idea, to get an idea of what it looks like. Yeah. Okay. I'll leave that like it is. What time is it, by the way? Almost time. About time media section, yeah. It is. Dang. All right. Got some cool little work done. Not much. Yeah. Just, and it, and it, I was still, I was like, the only thing I knew about this paint scheme is I wanted this kind of like ice blue look to it. That's all I cared about. No, I like it. It, uh, I just needs this needs that that finishing touches and I think it's gonna look great. Great. 
da, 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 da. Okay. So that's, that's done. Um Well, there's your problem, John. Man, my allergies started kicking up. Dang it. Uh oh. I'm gonna have to start rumbling people on Facebook. Alright, so for my thing, let's see. One, two, three, four, five, six. About roughly six things. My shocked face. Yeah. Well, I was trying to be nice and work on a few projects while I was working on that. Oh, nose is killing me. Kill it back. I'm going to take some meds. Oh, did, did everyone know about the Kathy Wapple uh, miniature from Dark Sword? Do you have it? You need to go get it. Let me let me get you guys a link just in case you didn't know. Copy. That is not what I wanted at all. <laughs> Hold on, I'm gonna delete that shit. I'm delete that shit. How do you delete this shit? Good lord, John. Holy crap, John. Yeah, that did not work right. Let me go to the mod view. I have a couple things, obviously. Um, so I'll do one that uh, it came out and I decided to watch it because I watched the first one and then it was long, long time ago when the first one came out and it just came out new, which was Hocus Pocus 2. Um, pretty much it was a cash cow. Uh, let's get whatever money we can from it. Was it bad? No. Was it great? No. Was it just okay. Yeah, it was all right. I mean, it was a meh type thing. Uh, the characters were fine. I think the uh, they do a flashback where the Sanderson sisters are young girls. And I thought that was very entertaining. And the, the young girls that got to play those parts did really well copying the mannerisms and everything. Uh, the originals. Um, and um, I, I, I liked it. It was okay. They tried to do a you know a modern take on it and modern things and everything was okay. It was just like a big meh. It was like it's like my two and a half space herpes. Did it have to be done? No. Most reviews I heard were lower than that, but yeah. fair enough. It wasn't bad. It wasn't great though. It was nowhere near. But I mean, there's probably a bit of nostalgia going back to the first one too. A bit. Um. So there was you know that issue. But I mean, for overall, it was okay. Um. If you got kids, kids, well, young kids, they'll definitely like it because um, it'll be definitely, you know, better um, to debunk um, the um, people that are saying that you will have uh, spells cast through your TV because of the show. They're full of shit. Um, so just enjoy the movie that, while it is. <laughs> now, I'm no expert, but that's not how TV or how magic works. <laughs> I don't know if it was some politician was saying not to watch it because they'll be casting spells to your TV. And I'm like, I mean, at this point, have we learned just to not listen to politicians in general? Yeah. I was like, holy crap, this is, this is redonkulous. But for the most part, 
it was okay. I mean, it wasn't bad. It wasn't good. It gives me yeah, my meh 2.5 space herpes. Yeah, thing. well, to level with everyone, I haven't seen all of the first one. I don't really know. <laughs> Let's just say I am not the demographic it was aimed at originally when it came out. So No. Um, John, do you want me to go with another one? I mean, well, I watched Werewolf by Night. Okay. Uh, which I very much enjoyed. It's a very different style for Marvel. Um, it's not a series. Sorry, Banian. It's a one-off. They may do other stuff. Um, it has some minor, you know, Marvel Universe Easter eggs and shit for those who know that stuff, but it's pretty deep. Um, overall, it's just enjoyable. Like, I'm going to give it you know, one and a half uh, space herpy was good, enjoyable. Ultimately, means nothing yet, but might lead into their supernatural stuff. Gotcha. So, I should just check it out if you got the time. I will warn you if you don't like that stuff, it is black and white through the majority of it. But that just sort of is the style it's going for. Yep. Um,. The next thing that I had is I've been waiting for the last season of this because I was a big fan of season one, saw season two, and I was like, oh, crap, this is really, really good. And it's not typically my demographic of what they're shooting for, but it was really, really good. Um, and that was Dairy Girls. Uh, the last season came on uh, Netflix, and I've been waiting for it for quite a while. And I... <coughs> I really like this show. The characters are really fun. Story is, you know, it's not relevant to me, but I mean, I did learn some history. Um, You're about some to learn something. Oh my god. <laughs> um, but I really felt for the characters, and there's a couple of feel good and feel bad, and you know, so on and so forth things. But for the most part, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a blast. I. There was actually one at the very end of it. There's one uh, quote from the girl, and it really kind of hit home. Um, I'll have to post it up one time because I saved it. But it uh, it was really good. The characters were very likable. They very relevant. Um, and funny as shit. These girls get into some of the worst things, and they just have a good time with it. Um, <laughs> and they try to get out of it. And I, it is, you know, I would say, you know, put quotes, British style humor. So if you're not into that, you're not really going to get it. But the characters are great. Uh, acting's really good. It's a lot of fun. Um, I highly recommend it. All three seasons are on Netflix right now. So you can start from the beginning and go on. Um, some people might have to be, you know, use subtitles because Scottish accents <laughs> type thing. But. I mean, uh, I use subtitles for everything nowadays. Yeah. But I enjoyed the shit out of it. I love the show. I'm going to give it like half a Space Herpes because there was a couple of episodes that were just like, what the fuck? But I enjoyed it a lot. I think it's highly recommended. It is a very a hidden gem among TV shows. Uh, it's good that they got an ending to the series and not just disappeared, uh, even though it was very highly rated. Um, so I suggest it more than anything. Fair enough. Mr. John? Uh, I am still watching uh, Trigun anime. Uh, 
Okay. I did not get quite as many episodes as I wanted this week, but I did get a bit more. And I tell you, it goes from the first several episodes being mostly humor to pretty serious as fuck at points pretty quick. Because it left turned like about episode five or so and went into <laughs> some serious shit. And you're like, oh, damn. You know what's funny is when, when Trigun, when I first saw Trigun or when I saw it in the the cases and stuff, I was like, oh, man, this looks like it's going to be nothing but you know, big streaming tears and, you know, it was just going to be horrible animation and stuff. And then somebody had the entire series on sale. And so I bought it and I was like, I'll give it a shot. It's super cheap. No problem. Got it on DVD, started playing it. And then it was like, uh, shit, this gets really good after a while. Like, it starts off what you thought it was going to be, and yep. then it goes sideways real quick. You're like, holy shit. Yeah. Um, uh, I enjoy the crap out of it. It's you know, it's like that when we're talking about world building a lot. They do world building slowly when they need to. Shit only matters when it matters. Yeah. Until then, it doesn't matter. One of those big things doesn't matter. Until they're in one of the big things. Like, oh, it's, it's you know, it's uh, terraforming, basically. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. I mean, I enjoyed it, and... After I got through, like I said, first five or so episodes, you're like, okay, this is really good. I can enjoy this now. So it's funny. I, I realized I saw the first five episodes many times because, like I told you guys, the uh, the sales uh, manager at Alliance Games Distribution when I worked there would hand me the anime because he knew me for years. We worked together before and say, hey, watch this. Let me know what the basics are from the, you know, because they give me the first VHS tape of it because they'd get preview copies and I'd watch it and I'd let them know like it's this so they could sell it properly you know, like you do when you're a good sales manager you yeah. know you want to know what it is uh, but so I had the first tape of <laughs> yes VHS tape it's old, <laughs> of Trigon so I watched that many times and then I'm uh, not brush at Dave let me borrow the whole series and then a couple of years ago year and a half or so ago I saw it cheap on DVD I'm like let's buy it and finally getting around to it not I'm Glad I did, because I'm enjoying the crap out of it. No rating yet. I'll wait till get the end of the series. Spoiler, I've seen it all. I know it's not going to be high. <laughs> um, one of my next things, I, I'm going to combine two into one, and I'm going to tell directors, if you're going to be filming something at night, let us see what you're filming. What? You fucking assholes. I don't care what anybody is. Lord of the Rings did night scenes very well dark scenes very well you can tell it was dark you knew it was nighttime but you could still see what was going on um like for all the fun you make of old movies where they would film during the day but just put like a filter over it you fucking got the idea yeah i watched so i'm still watching house of dragon I'm not going to give a final rating until it's done but there was one episode you couldn't see a damn thing for half of the episode you couldn't you just saw outlines moving around and i was like didn't they learn this in the last thing no they didn't and of course that was a main complaint amongst everybody about this episode and it was i mean fucking do it and then i decided okay it's a halloween let's watch some like school you know maybe a spooky scary show and the new hellraiser came out on hulu and i'm like okay let's watch this let's see if it's going to be cool and spooky and you know crazy like the originals were and too fucking dark you yep. couldn't see what the hell was going on in some of the scenes and i was like really 
You could have done some really cool stuff with this, and no, you had to fuck it up. When I wish it was an audiobook describing what's happening rather than a movie, you have made a fucking mistake. Yeah. I was very disappointed in the dark scenes in those two shows. Um, but, so I watched Hellraiser. And it wasn't that great. Um, and, and it supposedly was supposed to be getting good reviews. And I was like, cool, I, I could deal with a good horror-themed movie. Well, but... nowadays, remember, good reviews, you have to look at people who have the same taste as you. Correct. Because but, I mean, it, I was going to give it a shot either way. I mean, those are viewers nowadays, and this is a rant we can have at any point. They're all about just fucking clickbait titles to get you in their fucking video. Correct. Like some of them, I think they're hating on stuff just because they can and they want to get the the views. Mm -hmm. And it's the dark side. That's why we're not about making money. We just want to fucking talk about shit here. We don't care. Yeah. I mean, it, it was it was not very interesting. The characters were very boring. The plot was completely see through. It was just. I mean, it's a horror movie to a point plot should be see-through but i understand what the, you mean. but the, what the characters did and everything it was just you knew it was coming and it was like no surprise and it was just uh, i mean it was i i it's a pass for me uh, i mean it's getting like three space rpgs um but special effects were okay they were just it was just everything was so predictable and too dark and you know, dark so you couldn't see, not dark because of the material. And I'm just both like, those can be problems if they're too dark. Yes. <laughs> so it's a big pass for me. I did not enjoy it. So other than that, John, what you got? Uh well, we're gonna talk about Andor. Um, uh, are you completely caught up? Yes. Okay. Um, you know what? I was reading an article about Andor because I was kind of learning the timeline of how this is going, and I. Don't know how many seasons we're getting of Andor, but I know it's more than one. Um, and like they said that, that when they were writing Andor, they were writing it like a trilogy in a season. Like the first three episodes would be like a new hope. And, you know, the next three episodes would be like Empire. And the last three would be, you know, well, it would be kind of like that's how they, they made it up with more than that. Yeah, because I felt like the first three was like I joked to him like you could have called that season one of Andor. Correct. And, and like, we'll have another one in like two months. And you'd be like, okay, cool. Like, they got to realize you can do that nowadays. You can go, here's three episodes that are related to get you to a point. Boom. Formative. Done. Go. We can have second season, you know, two months later. You know, if we have too much stuff coming out, like we got she all coming at the same time, motherfuckers. <laughs> but uh, I thought that was interesting what their take was of how they were kind of piecemealing it all together. Yeah. It wasn't piecemealed at all. It was just you could tell that there was movie one, movie two, movie, you know, type thing. And, and it, it comes to a point to me now where watching Andor, we have to understand that Star Wars has grown beyond Space being, you know, a... It's become sort of a, a setting rather than a genre because they're going to tell different stories in Star Wars. And the more everyone gets on board with that, the more they will understand. Because there are a lot of reviews of Andors that are like people are like, it's terrible and blah, blah, blah. This isn't Star Wars. I'm like, hey, guess what, fucker? It's Star Wars. This is very much a Star Wars that needs to be told. 
Yeah, I mean, it's we, a different take on it. It's what yeah. it's what Marvel was doing more so originally, a little bit less so now, but like we're both quite nice, a little different. Where movies are different genres. This is a more gritty. This isn't your pulp action anymore, and that's okay because Star Wars as a setting needs to evolve. You can't just be, you know, your pulp fun because they're not making enough movies like that. Sometimes you need the gritty war movie or the, the, you know, the gritty background movie. And it's not even that gritty. Like, it's, I don't want to say dark without being depressive. It's it's realistic without being fucking depressing. Yeah, yeah. and there says the Levi Andrew showing the commoner side, the reason why people are fighting. Yeah, but you also get another side of the other side. You get that corporate guy who I'm hoping comes back to do more stuff, how his life is going because of what he did even just the imperial we see you know the imperial commander we see he has more to his life than just being an evil dude yeah in fact you might argue he's not evil necessarily he's just a tool of evil yeah i mean it's it, then there's like the commoner side and, and i don't even want to even say it's the commoner side it's more of You've always wondered why did all those people die to get, you know, the plans of the Death Star. And this is the story, and it's not about space wizards, and it's not about, you know, all these cool little tricks and big battles. There's always this grunt side and small group of people. It feels right for what for what Cassie Andrews' character was or was proclaimed to be in world one it feels like the right kind of background for him yeah you can see all the tools there you can see how he's fucking i want to say hyper competent but exceedingly competent memorizes things noticing you can look at this guy like i can see this guy becoming a big deal in the rebellion because he's good you know he's got the right view he says the right thing to people it's not always the easy thing but the right thing he, he makes the hard decisions. The episode ends kind of with a hard decision. People are people. They're not all just, oh, all for the cause. No, this person's family was killed by stormtroopers. So we'd love to gank a couple motherfuckers. <laughs> this person's a true believer. This person's a mercenary. This person's, you know, what have you. Um, Captain Mizzy brings up something of why she likes Star Trek over Star Wars. Um, for the most part, Star Trek is more about exploration, discovery, uh, stuff like that. And Star Wars is a story of good versus evil. And, and, but Andor is bridging that gap. And we've got other series that are coming out that are bridging those gaps. But it's still a story of good versus evil at its you know, core bottom line. And I agree with you, Captain Mindy. That is why, why I say Deep Space Nine is great sci-fi. It is terrible Star Trek. Because <laughs> it is not anything to do with Star Trek. And Xander, Star Trek is political, but it's more of idealistically political. Yeah, it's not a good you know? versus evil political. Yeah, no, it, it's the ideology of it. And all are necessary. They're all showing good sci-fi tropes, which I fucking love. Because sci-fi is a lot about showing what could be, or what might, might be, <laughs> you know, if you let things go. You know, people got shit on the first episode of Strange New Worlds because they're like, they're just... Shoving their woke agenda on us. No. Nope. They ain't fucking wrong. And actually, you know what? I'll say this out loud because it's coming up. I'm a little drunk. Nothing wrong with being woke. Nope. I have people talk about how, you know, 
if you believe if you if you you know if you thought racism was dead and everything, you just believed everything some white patriarch told you know wrote in a history book and had told to you in school by more by more probably white people. I'm like, well, you're right. That's absolutely right. And that is the definition of being woke because you see that that's not necessarily true. Doesn't mean it's not true. Not necessarily true. All it is is about looking for your own. You know, you can go look for your own truth in it. You can see the fact is, and then go look for your own truth in it and see where we are and where everything's going. And sci-fi has always been a big part of showing you that. People who tell you Star Trek or Star Wars wasn't political weren't fucking paying attention. And they were like, her, her, laser beams and spaceships. No, it's more than that. Always has been. Um, I'm not going to give a rating to Andor until it's done, no. but I'm enjoying it. But enjoying it, it is the must-watch, as evidence. In fact, I watched that and did not catch up on She-Hulk. But we will be reviewing She-Hulk whole season next week with spoilers, so be aware and be ready. Yep. Um, something I did watch, and um, it's the Superman and Lois show. Uh, it's, a, it's on HBO Max. Um, it For is now. a CW show, but it is not CW style, which I really like. That's not about teenage drama and angstiness and all this other stuff. Does it have some of that? Sure. But is it curbed enough to make the good story? Yes. Um, to be fair, honestly, most of the fucking call the Arrowverse, if you will, uh-huh. um, they're not, it's not teenage angsty drama. It's no. legitimately soap opera style drama, but superheroes is all even about that. Yeah. But I watched the uh, the newest season and I enjoyed it. It's still pretty good. Um, they're they're kind of branching off in a little bit different directions than what I'm used to in the comic, but I'm okay with it. I'm a little disappointed that they made it clear that this is not the same. It's not the Arrowverse that they're in an alternate world, which is kind of annoying. Oh, I didn't know that. I yeah, there but... were there was something I saw an article a month or two ago about that, and I'm like a little disappointed about that. It's not like can affect me in any way shape or no. form but it's disappointed rather than creating a whole metaverse that they could actually do something with they're still fragmenting or back to fragmenting which yeah kind of fits with wb let's let's be honest people don't be expecting a lot from dc going forward or, or hbo max it's going to go down in flames but i mean the entire season it was good i enjoyed it good. um as an overall i've like, heard good things about it one because there's just some episodes that are like, yeah, but overall, it's a great story. Good characters. Fun time. Um, good binging show. You know, if you've got something you're like, oh, I can I can watch an episode here and there and not have to worry about it. Go for it. I enjoyed it. Um, I did finish all uh, Rings of Power. Um, I need to watch that, but I'm not sure when. We'll see when I get time. Yeah. Our episodes are pretty hard for you anyway. Well... It's just time is hard because I, I need a lot of decompression time. And I I worry that this series is going to hit me in the wrong way like a lot of things have. Yeah. Like, I'll be honest. She-Hulk episodes generally take two two viewings to get through the whole thing up because the humor gets to a point. And I'm like, no, 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 no. They come back like, okay, they did not go off the ledge. But they <laughs> fucking stared off the edge. Fucking stop that. Uh, um, I, yeah. I watched all of that. I enjoyed She-Hulk, but I'm going to give a, a, a good review later. Uh, Rings of Power. I, fin- I, I finished it up. I enjoyed it. I'm ready for season two. Um, I think they were a little slow this season. Um, but, but isn't is it... that Tolkien style? Correct. 
That, and that's, that's what I'm putting in. It, it's it's ramping up, and the last few episodes have been amazingly good fun, and I've I enjoyed mean, it. I uh, only, I've only seen the first episode, and then where's the internet? And based on the internet, it's either super cool and very much in the spirit of Tolkien without being slavishly devoted to what, you know, what's there, or it's the worst fucking thing that's ever been committed to, you know, the web or internet or whatever, and they should fucking die in a fire. Yeah. I enjoyed it. Um, I'll wait till you finish before we give a good one, but I enjoyed it. I liked it. <laughs> Don't hold your breath on that one. Yeah, I know. It's going to be a um, I can't wait for season two. Fair. No, I mean, good quality in the first episode. Mm, I think that was about it. Uh, Xander, you should watch She-Hulk, but keep in mind, it's... it is more comedy and bordering a sitcom, but not a sitcom, than it is anything other than Marvel. It's It's... New style, one of those things I'm happy about, even if it's not 100% necessarily what I want. It is, I mean, the last episode I saw, which was the second to last episode in the series, was more of what I wanted. Yeah, I enjoyed but, it. Uh, it's, it's worth a watch. At least a couple episodes to see if you're going to like it. Only a couple times it actually gets to bad, where I'm like, no, 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 no. Mostly it stops long before that. Um... Pretty much, I've caught up on all my stuff. I'm just watching episodes as they come out. Um, so, and some of the things, uh, some of the series are starting to wind down. Like Dragon uh, House of Dragons only has like two episodes left, I think. So, um, I'm gonna have to start looking for things to watch again, uh, which kind of stinks. I'm gonna have to find like some good anime or something that I can binge. While I'm 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 working on world building stuff, you know, background noise. I may put in a uh, record of Lotus Wars, and listen to that while I'm doing anime, <laughs> doing my world okay. building. I've seen Record of Lotus Wars. Um, it's an anime series that exists. Yeah, it's a classic, but mostly because it's old. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you can find it, but if you can find it, there's a one-off thing called They Were Eleven. If you can find it, fucking watch it. It's great. Well, I've got a lot of anime series that are. It's even more more important nowadays than it was back when it came out. Um, for the last bit of media, I've actually listened to a band called Lucky Chops. They are all a horn section plus drums, and they're fucking great. <laughs> they're very upbeat and chill. Almost no lyrics. Very enjoyable. Give it a shot. Um, I think that's about it. We may just yep. end a little. I mean, we're going to end like three minutes early, but that's okay. What? It's almost like there's only two of us here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, guys, we appreciate you coming out. We appreciate you watching us. We appreciate everything you do. Make sure you check out our Facebook page, all of our social media stuff. Um, we'll have another episode again probably next week, but um, Warfare Weekend will be coming up, and I will not be here. So, what? no. You know, what? I get to actually enjoy uh, a little bit of work for a weekend after parties because I'm staying Sunday night this time. Uh, I, I call shenanigans. Yeah. So, um, uh, guys, I might something. I might not. Let's let's err on the side of not. But if I do something, surprise. <laughs> Sorry, I will get back to streaming eventually. It's just I need work to fucking calm down. I. Uh, I occasionally get ragey, and I don't think you guys want to hear me get ragey on video games. It's not really fun for you guys to watch. Yeah. 
Um, guys, we're going to send you off to Rainer. Um, Rainer is, I don't know what he's painting, but says Warhammer. Um, he is actually one of our artists this uh, year at Warfare Weekend. He'll be doing some really cool stuff. He also painted our Conquest helmet and our Invitational mask. So if you he's a good those, dude in general. And he is a really good dude, too. Uh, he's really funny when he's drunk, also. Um, <laughs> Someone's got to be. Guys, we appreciate you. Thank you for coming out. Thank you for yep. hanging out with us. Um, for more than dice, I'm Gonzo. I'm John. Good night. Good night. Stick around and hit that raid button. Say hi to Rainer. I'm gonna drink a lot of water and have dessert. <laughs>